0: What the Puck links Love Actually and Die Hard.
1: How is Bruce Willis both moonlighting and not moonlighting at the same time? Why was John McClane almost an old
2: age pensioner?
3: And is Bruce Willis the only person in the world to use Bing?
2: Um, yes. yes. <laughs> no one else is using that, that no bad boy. Merry it. Christmas, everyone! Hello and welcome to every single bell you did need to know ho-ho about. Today we are talking every single bell you need to know, ho ho, about two topics. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. We are talking about one, die hard. Two, love actually. As always, we will be telling you our favourite facts about these two wonderful Christmas movies. And at the end of the podcast, we'll be picking a winner, the person who has given us the best fact of the day. Oh, who's that going to be? Is it going to be Tom Adams? Is it going to be Nathan Kenny? Is it going to be Jennifer Jewell? Or is it going to be me? Sam's Gruber. We Damn. shall find out, John <laughs> McLean. Very good. If you had been
0: Hans Gruber, you would have had better German.
2: I know. Hans Gruber, as played by the late, great Alan Rickman. Alan Actually, he was, Rickman. it was his first movie role.
0: He was 41. Yeah, he'd been in Hollywood for three days.
3: <laughs> wow. He did a good line in sort of dubious ethnicity villains, didn't he? Like Sheriff yeah. of Nottingham, um, Hans Gruber, Snape, uh, Snape. Snape
0: cheating husband in love actually exactly
3: yep how could he do that to emma thompson i just
0: yeah someone pointed out if you watch love actually and then immediately watch die hard he gets his comeuppance for cheating on her with me oh that's great
2: (laughs) um did you know that hans gruber was almost played by our friend friend of the podcast nigel Neal, sam Neal? almost played him
3: oh wow Um, with a german accent or would he have gone for sort of
2: he would have done just a kiwi accent (laughs) yeah (laughs) G'day, 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 McLean. We uh,
3: are the boys from <laughs> down on the farm, we really <laughs> know
2: that. <it?
1: laughs> we got some hostages here in Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, uh, you know, well, we're going to kill them. Um, we're going to but- blow
0: them up unless
1: you fellas give us a
2: helicopter? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that was oh, a question.
0: question. Oh, don't be a sad guy, man. Give us a fucking helicopter, hey. <laughs>
2: Nakatoma Plaza was owned by Fox and they rented it out to themselves to film, <laughs> to film yeah. Die Hard. That was probably the, whole- your,
3: um, the Hollywood accounting thing where they charge mega amounts of money so they end up losing money on every single film <laughs> yeah. that they ever make and um, uh, so- end up getting tax breaks from the government.
1: Speaking of casting, um, they wanted like, because it was supposed to be like a classic action movie. And they wanted every different action film, action hero possible. They went to like De Niro. They went to like Charles Bronson. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger turned it down. And then they went with Bruce Willis, who was at that time a comedy actor. Yeah. Uh, in, in in the in the show Moonlighting. Um,
0: oh, is this your fact, perchance? Wa- this is my fact.
1: Here we go. <laughs> so he was in Moonlighting, and they were like, "Do you want to be an action hero?" And he's like, "Yeah, but I'm in this show, Moonlighting." And then um, with with Silver Shepard. And it was kind of like his big break and her like return break mm. and it's like a, it's like a detective agency and there's like you know sexy tension and all that stuff mm. as they can you know solve crimes she got pregnant and so they put the um the filming on uh hiatus for 11 uh, sort of for about 11 weeks and so he was like yeah sweet i'll i'll be in the film and but they almost didn't think he was going to like sell the film so they took him off the posters and basically just did the they're like the building is the main event
0: 11
2: weeks isn't long enough to have a baby
0: it is if you're a cat
2: Simple shepherd as a
0: cat. (laughs) Whoa, you heard it. I'm gonna go out and say it was probably towards the end of her pregnancy rather than like conception to 11 and a half weeks.
1: Gotcha. Well, so 11 weeks does also seem like quite a short amount of time to film but i guess it's all on my location so it's probably quite sweet um
2: also um people were still working in the building while they were filming
0: yeah that must have been so irritating (laughs) the building that we work in at the moment there's someone doing construction on the floor above us and every now and again you're just like oh this is so frustrating and difficult to concentrate can you imagine if you had bruce willis rolling around upstairs and pyrotechnics going on because did you hear about the guns that they used I mean guns yeah. on film sets is obviously a little bit of a, a interesting topic at the a moment topic, yeah. but they deliberately packed the blanks to be so much louder than normal blanks so that they would get that exaggerated muzzle fire and that's, cool. that's so bruce willis is actually partially deaf in one ear because of the scene where he's under the table and he shoots i can't, one of the interchangeable germans um <laughs> and that's not racist it's a plot point uh and he <laughs> shoots him but the gun goes off right next to his head and because of that he has he still has hearing loss to this day.
2: Um, Alan Rickman um, would flinch every time he yeah. fired a gun, so he's only ever on—he's only on one shot firing a gun, and you can see him kind of flinch while he does it. They edited all the other ones out to show reaction shots when he did it because he get going.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> his character kind of, for the first half of the film, his character does seem to be quite averse to violence, but then the second half of the film, he's just like bang, 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 bang. So yeah. probably not. Bang, bang, biggity but... <laughs> bang.
2: Die Hard is based on a novel called Nothing Lasts Forever, which is actually the sequel to another novel called The Detective.
1: I, I would have called the first novel uh, This Will Last Forever.
2: <laughs> but the first book, The Detective, was turned made into a movie in 1968 starring Frank Sinatra. So when they went to make Die Hard, they contractually had to offer the role of John McLean to the original person who played that character, Frank Sinatra, but he turned it down because he went like, Oh, I'm probably not the best action hero at the moment because I'm 73 years old.
1: Also played by Kiwi. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah,
2: nah, yeah, nah 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 yeah yeah nah I'm seventy five. But I, I think it would be amazing to watch uh, that scene with John McClain going through the um the ventilation duct, but like shimmying his, his Zimmer frame yeah. through as well. No, <laughs> oh,
1: our oh, a TV dinner feels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wasn't John McLean? was it? He had a different name in there. Yeah, it was
2: um, Joe Leland.
0: Joe Leland, yeah. And in the book, uh, it's his daughter that he's visiting, not his ex, estranged ex-wife.
1: Again, speaking of casting, one of the things that I found uh, going to love, actually, our other film uh, that yeah. we'll hopefully talk about, I didn't realize, so the, the the they keep calling him The Little Drummer Boy, and they keep like, oh, he got real hot. Like, oh, Thomas
0: Sangster.
1: Yeah, Thomas Tom Sangster. <laughs> He was 13 when it was filmed and Kieran Knightley oh. was 18. Oh.
3: Yeah. It makes things it's even really,
1: creepier. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're they not really <laughs> in fit in a part together, but um like she's 18 in that film. I didn't wow. yeah. yeah, isn't the
0: guy she's marrying like in his late 30s. He would tell, tell you. Yeah. yeah. I think I think he was like 30 something. Which is, it is just that whole storyline needs to be excised from the film because it's just grim yeah. on so many levels. <laughs> but the fact that she's 18 makes it about 25 times worse.
1: The, the actor Andrew Lincoln was like, This is a bit stalky, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then one, us, one like, of his mates said that he got his come up, it's by all those zombies getting him in uh, a. <laughs> <his death.
0: laughs> oh, I didn't know I I was with him. Film. The guy! Wow! Yeah. Okay. I loved him from the TV show Teachers as well.
2: One of my favorite things about Love Actually is that it was written by a New Zealander. Richard Curtis was born in New Zealand in Wellington. What? Yeah. yeah.
0: He's one of us. Yeah. Why do we one not have literal another. statues of him? Exactly right. We put up statues right.
2: of everyone. So he's, Richard Curtis is one of my favorite people um, because more so, Tom, you've talked about how the Muppets were your introdu- introduction to comedy. Mine was through the Rowan Atkinson Live, which he co-wrote oh, with Richard yeah. Curtis, and oh, since then they've gone on to do everything. Angus Deaton's in it. It's the best comedy thing I've ever seen in my life. I actually had a one of the sketches read out at my wedding. Um, it was great. Yeah, so Richard Curtis uh, wrote the film He is then also in the film, he plays the trombonist in uh, in that wedding scene, but Richard Curtis was inspired to do the song in the wedding thing because he was at Jim Henson's funeral where people sang Uh, and he was like, I really like this. I'm going to put this in the movie Love Actually.
1: And now we're going to go to our regular segment on the show, births, deaths and marriages
2: with Sam Smith. (laughs) So did you know Alan Rickman was born the exact same day as C-3PO
0: have a The C-3PO is not real.
2: Oh, oh, Jen
3: Oh, It <laughs> can't be true because that was a long, long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away.
0: But somehow it's still
2: futuristic, so I think that averages out to be yeah. the same. Plus, Alan
0: Rickman's yet. also dead, so clearly he's real old
2: as well. <laughs> oh, and did you know that Bruce Willis was born 120 days before Disneyland opened? <laughs>
0: I it? imagine your, your Google search has a shortcut for link to Disneyland or related to Disneyland opening day. <laughs> Disneyland took one year to make, and it
2: means that Bruce Willis and the building of Disneyland started this about the same time, which means that... <laughs> no, no, Sam, as it have
1: it takes about 11 weeks to make a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Love Actually, what's everyone's favourite um, storyline? Ooh. I like the porn stars.
2: <laughs> oh, they're so sweet. Oh, it's it's through. Um, Stacy uh, from Gavin and Stacy. I have to go
3: with Colin God of Sex. It's just <laughs> Anyway.
2: Did you know that Richard Curtis personally wrote a letter to Laura Linney, um, Billy Bob Thornton, and Denise Richards to be in love actually. Just be like, um, hey guys, could you could you be in my movie, please? And Laura Linney said, No one's ever written me a letter before. Yeah, of course I'll do it. And she had to, she was filming a movie called Mystic River at the time. And oh, so she oh, yeah. had to fly back and forth to to do both of those films at the same time.
0: Is that um, why she looks so, so harried in all of her scenes? Yeah. Oh, Rude, I hate but, that.
1: Yes. I actually, that is, that is the, that's, that's the storyline, even though it's like the saddest, it's the one I, I, I can't handle because it's just so yeah. tragic. Like so even sad. the other stuff is just so awful.
2: Yeah. It's just so tragic. Did you yeah. guys realise that Laura Linney is the wife in the Truman Show?
0: I don't know if I've ever actually seen the Truman Show. If I can just quickly answer your question, Tom, I think my favourite story is um, the octopus nativity.
2: Did you know that the Spider-Man kid is Richard Curtis's son and the second lobster is Richard Curtis's daughter?
0: Oh, So cute. You know how there's the, the horrible child? Emma Thompson's eldest son is horrible Bernard. There is a character called Bernard in every one of Richard Curtis's films, who is a dickhead because Richard Curtis was bullied at school by a kid called Bernard. And he has chosen to work through that trauma by just maliciously putting that that kid's likeness in every film he makes.
3: Richard Curtis is from Wellington, did you say, Sam? Richard Curtis is from Wellington. It's your
0: dad's name, Kenny. Oh, my
2: gosh. uh,
3: When was your dad born? I'm sorry, Richard. So so Richard Curtis
2: was born in 1956.
3: (laughs) My dad was born in 55 um <gasps> did he go to st pat's Silverstream by any
2: chance? incredible yeah. incredible in church, this
1: Green is River. a bombshell this is oh. a bigger bombshell than that bomb that didn't blow up as much on uh, die hard mm. did you
2: guys know that um the most german person in the cast of die hard is not hans gruber at all who's, who's british it's, it's bruce, willis. bruce willis who was born in west germany
0: yeah um yeah. i just love that when the film was um like released re-released in germany Uh they redubbed all of the German characters with the English equivalent of their names and just had them as generic Europeans. (laughs) They were like, these accents are so shit, no one will recognize they're supposed to be German, so we just call them European. (laughs) I think they had them as Irish. Oh, they're supposed to be Irish terrorists. Yeah. But but they're just kind of referred to as the Europeans. Like
2: that's great. But Bruce Willis
1: Bruce Willis being German makes a lot of sense now because Yippikaye is german for i respectfully disagree
3: i'm gonna jump in here because i my fact about bing was related to this yippie thing and apparently Yepikai A was taken from a bing crosby song oh. in the 1930s about um the lonely cowherd or something like that and he sings about yippie I, <laughs> I, I don't think he says motherfucker for some reason <laughs> um
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's in the extended
1: edit. <laughs> That's the worst thing about the um, one of the, the sequels, I think it's on like Die Hard or something. The fourth one, Die Hard 4.0, when he's like, yippee-ki-yay mother, and then shoots, and so you don't get to hear him say, motherfucker oh, because they like, wanted to like cut it. It's cut like it an, down, an arrested like, development
2: like, where it's where like, you, they cover up their <laughs> mouths and they say
1: swears. There's no sequel to Love Actually, and I think there should be.
0: There and is a sequel, we, is there? A, the Red Nose, nose, day. The Red nose yeah. day special oh what really, yeah it's actually? like 20 years later mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Ooh. yeah, yeah they, it's, um,
0: it's it's genuinely they, really good and they deliberately address some of the problematic elements of the film
2: they they actually dug up alan rickman's corpse for it as right. well which i thought yeah. was a bit out of line but
0: you know oh, <laughs> he i think it. that's my favorite storyline it's quite sweet it's quite cathartic emma
1: thompson just tearing him in half be like <laughs> look at what i have done to your father your betrayer <laughs>
0: It's it just, starts just as a really like deep close up on her face, and then it gradually zooms out. and She's just pissing on his grave.
2: So, so. <laughs> CD for Christmas. <laughs>
0: Fuck your CD.
2: The girl who plays Mia, she's an she's a German actress, so she was probably the one doing the pissing on someone. <laughs> um, what's your guys' favorite Christmas movie? Mine's Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have I'm a new coming. one that I found out today as well. Um, Hook. Hook is a Christmas movie. Oh, it is. It feels like a Christmas uh,
0: movie though. I'm going to stick with Imagine by
2: John Lennon. <laughs> you did say Jingle All the Way last
0: podcast. Yeah, I did say Jingle All the Way.
3: Yeah, I nearly said Monty Python and the Life of Brian, but that's go Easter,
0: with it. It's a great that, movie. That's an Easter movie. Um, a Christmas origins. Me,
2: meaning of life has Christmas in heaven. Oh, it does. Yeah. It's, yep. Good point.
1: My favourite is The Nightmare Before Christmas.
3: Very good movie. But that's before Christmas.
1: <laughs> ah, but it's also during Christmas. Yeah. I think at one point.
2: Did you know that Love Actually was released 108 years to the day (laughs) that the Nobel Peace Prize was
0: established?
3: Clearly that's deliberate. So I was just going to point out that if any of you have the Love Actually Actually DVD at home, the best scene in Love Actually was cut and is in the extended, like the bits that you have to go into in the DVD menu. It's about uh, Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson's son, whose name I don't know, but he's talking about... The wish that he made for Christmas and got in trouble? It's with it? it's,
0: it's horrible birded.
3: Uh it's that farts were visible. It's <laughs> <did> an amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. scene. And
2: <laughs> I don't know why it's so that. good.
0: Are you <laughs> sure it's not the, the deleted scene where Sam's backstory as an Olympic gymnast is revealed and he yeah. does yeah. all the crazy flips and twists to Bill Nye's cover of um is Christmas, Christmas,
1: around. Around Christmas, Christmas is all around me? Christmas is all
0: around us. Yeah, I was okay. trying to remember what the awkward scansion was.
1: That's actually one of my favorite moments, is it? It's like, we understand you've added an extra syllable. He's like, yes. So if you
2: really love Christmas. (laughs) so awkward, I love it. So Bill Nighy went to a script read-through for this random script, which turned out to be Love Actually. He was doing it as a favor for his friend. And then um, at the end of it, they were like, well done, Bill. You've got the part. And he said, sorry, what? And he had no idea. He was auditioning for this film and got the role, it's become one of his biggest um, roles ever. I love that Bill Nighy is
0: like, I presume he was still recognized as like a very well respected actor at that point yeah. and they were just like do you want to just come randomly read for a role and he was like yeah all right yeah, well, yeah, well. read lines against but speaking of deleted scenes kenny there mm-hmm. is a subplot to love actually that didn't make the final film that does link it to die hard which is rowan atkinson's character who we Rufus. do see who we do <laughs> see trying to thwart um alan rickman's character buying the gift for mia and therefore kind of cementing the cheating on his wife. And then he kind of obfuscates the security guard at the airport so that Thomas Sangster's character can get through the gates and make it to... His,
2: his character is called Sam.
0: His character is name. called Sam. So, he kind of yeah blocks the security guard so that Thomas Sanks' character can run through the gates and get to the, to the um, airport before Joanna departs and have his little moment with her. And the original concept was that he was a Christmas angel and he was going to appear in all of the stories, kind of moving the plot along or helping. But he does it in such a way that he's kind of fucking things up for people. (laughs) So he's like a positive character, but just gently causing chaos the whole way through, in which way he is very much like Puck from A Midsummer Night's Dream, who goes off to progress things and make things happen, but kind of does it in a really irritating way for everyone. And that links it to Die Hard because the original book. Um, nothing lasts forever took place over three days culminating on Christmas morning but the director who the more I read about him the more it sounds like he was just having the most amazing trip when he was planning this thing (laughs) Um, he decided that he was inspired by a Midsummer Night's Dream and wanted the whole action to take place over the course of one day and night
1: (gasps) and it's also at the very end of a Midsummer Night's Dream when he's like if we shadows have offended, yippee kaye, motherfucker, the play has ended.
0: I like that version from the second folio. It's, so it's much more poetic. Yeah.
2: I like it when they all gather at the end outside um, na- the Nakatomi Plaza and they all sing, All I Want for Christmas Is You, motherfucker. <laughs> you, motherfucker.
0: So if you really love motherfucking,
2: yeah. and let it snow. Jingle all the yippee kaye. That could be another. Ooh, really
0: nice. How is that not
2: like a Die Hard spinoff? I, um, I've i never seen Die Hard, and I only just learned this week that um, all the time, John McClane throughout the movie is just chatting with um, Urkel's dad. No, yes. Urkel's next door neighbor from Family Matters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre There's, they said that they didn't want it to be perceived as a comedy and that, as Tom was saying that's why they took bruce willis off the off the posters because they didn't want people to see bruce willis and think oh cool a fun comedy um and yet they have all these unnecessary bits where he's just chatting shit into a walkie-talkie for Comic Relief. <laughs> it's God. so bizarre. Comic Relief was invented by Richard Curtis. It was, and that's what Love, oh wait, yeah, that's what Love actually uh, sequel benefited.
3: Die Hard has some really, really realistic bits, like when he's walking without feet on the glass and get feet and all yeah, that yeah. Shit. I
0: still haven't seen that scene because it was too horrific. Love he actually was wearing- has
3: some deeply, deeply unrealistic bits like sprinting through Heathrow with uh, security <laughs> guards telling you to stop and Good things happening.
0: It was a um, time, Kenny, and he's a small, cute child. I'm sure it would be fine. This was still
2: after 9-11. They mentioned 9-11 About the time that that guy
3: in the tube tried to oh, <laughs> get yeah, away but gently Tom- from the cop. Yeah, but Thomas Amster is white. <laughs> I still wouldn't recommend it, ladies and gentlemen. And <laughs> so
0: to go back to your point about um, Bruce Willis walking through broken glass with his quote unquote bare feet, do we think that's because that's a, a, another link to Richard Curtis? Because he was wearing giant fake Hobbit feet in those scenes. Yeah. And Richard Hobbit, Richard Curtis is a New Zealander and all New Zealanders are part Hobbit. So.
3: <laughs> Do you know who's also in The Hobbit? The porn star from Love Action.
0: Oh, yeah, Martin Freeman. Well, no, the The, <gasps> the, the,
3: standard, <laughs> the standard, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they couldn't afford to get the actual porn star, so they just got <laughs> Martin Freeman instead.
3: <laughs> they, they used him in the Collins set. Um, so yeah, you certainly,
1: certainly
0: <laughs> played around with that
2: ring a lot, didn't he? Tom, no. Oh, <laughs> t- <laughs> did you guys know that? the um there's only one storyline in love actually that doesn't connect with any of the other ones and that's um that's bill nahi's one the billy mack one with his with his thing that there's no they don't interact no. with but anyone his, else
0: his song scores a lot of the scenes that's right but mm, it, it yeah.
2: scores
3: basically the whole show and he also yeah. d- has the best possibly the best moment, H- hello and
2: or dick <laughs> 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 i used to work on um jono or Ben at uh, New Zealand. <laughs> and well, you you used or. to say that joke.
0: Yeah. I genuinely still don't know which one is Ant and which one is Deck. And it's not necessary to tell them apart because they're never in anything on their own.
2: They always stand Ant and Deck. If you're looking at them on screen, they'll always Ant and Deck. And it's the same with John and about When they're before the
3: courts for dirty things. <laughs> That's one of them. I don't want to say a name in yeah, case I I'm think wrong. It's
2: Dick got done for drunk driving.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're um, here for libel with uh about <laughs> libel.
2: Uh, but you know that Ant and Dick live next door to each other and they have identical oh, houses? But only one of them has
3: a spe- special bracelet on his ankle.
1: So um that takes you my favorite <laughs> I'm gonna do my favorite story about uh, guys. Um Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. This is completely unrelated to everything except that they're English actors.
2: Simon Pegg almost played the character that Rowan Atkinson played in love, actually. So there you go. Very wow. good. Okay.
1: Thus, I can make the story. So, um, they like went to university together and were really poor, and so they would top and tail on the same bed um, for like years, and they would still have sleepovers when um, you know where, even when they moved out from each other. And before I think Nick Frost's um, wedding, um, his wife said, "Oh, go have one last sleepover with Simon Pegg. and so they had one last sleepover of top and tailing.
0: Some <laughs> bachelor parties have like a stripper. Simon Pegg just got to go and sleep at his friend's house for a
3: night. <laughs> it was some pigging.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> i love the idea that they were like no no no, it's just because we're poor students and everyone's like didn't shawn of the dead just make like millions of the books obviously like no we're poor students go away leave us to us
2: hollywood <laughs> accounting <laughs> <laughs> um so rowan atkinson and richard curtis met at oxford university um where they were they wrote sketches together and much like how the four of us meet. Which is really Not nice. at
3: Oxford University. We should...
2: Sorry, Kenny was the only one who went to Oxford University. <laughs> so. uh, I'll have you and wasn't Emma read. Thompson
0: the first female president of Footlights? Yes, she was. Speaking she of was... famous sketch writers. She's just amazing and I just want to talk about her she all the amazing. time because
2: she's wonderful. She wrote yeah. *Sense and Sensibility and won an Oscar well, for it.
0: Jane Austen wrote it first. <laughs> who? And then she adapted it. Yeah.
2: Disagree. Yeah. Emma Thompson wrote it. <laughs>
0: is yes, at the Jane Austen Museum in Bath there's a really cute handwritten letter from Jane Aust- uh, from Emma Thompson thanking them for all of their help when she was making um the screenplay of Sense and Sensibility oh great yeah. so
2: she was so her first thing was she, she was in the Cambridge Footlights that went to um Edinburgh with Stephen Fry Hugh Laurie and um Tony Slattery who you might know from whose lines it anyway and I think Stephen I'm Fry and Hugh Laurie that. have done other things as well
0: So talking about the Cambridge Footlights crew, um, Stephen Fry helped Emma Thompson when she was writing Sense and Sensibility because her computer crashed and apparently she couldn't get it to work again. And because he's been really into computers, he had one of the first two Apple computers in the world. Um, And so she took her computer in, she was wearing her dressing gown, she climbed in a cab with her computer cradled in her arms, drove to Stephen Fry's house, he helped her restore the computer and get the, the script back, um, and then she submitted it and yeah won, won the Oscar for it for Best Friendly. Wow.
2: Did you know that Stephen Fry has spat on me? <gasps> how much did you pay for that of, well. well well it was like 120 bucks um we went to see Amios him
0: are cheap these days yeah
2: <laughs> we went to uh see his show here in auckland and i sat in the front row um and I paid like the most expensive money for the tickets which was totally worth oh. it and before Lucky the show no. i i tweeted oh look how close i am to the stage and he came up and he went um hey is sam smith here and i was like yes stephen fry and he said, Oh, you've got to watch out because I spit while I talk. And he, as, when he said spit, a huge bit of spit went and they had a right on my forehead. Didn't get And that's
0: it. why you've never washed your forehead. Never washed it day. ever since.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's
3: nothing compared to what Stephen Fry has done to Tom's shit. So um <laughs>
1: uh I think I'm fine with our <laughs> <at> uh, snowbursts. <laughs>
0: Looks feel like, like Christmas the... is coming
2: early this year. <laughs> I feel
1: like
0: the UV light decorations were possibly a mistake in hindsight, Tom.
1: I've been jingling some bells, is all i got (laughs) to (laughs) say.
0: I I wore this this Christmas jumper to work um, a couple of years ago now. It was when I was still living in the UK and I was on the tube and someone, this guy across the carriage who was drunk, in fairness, it was nine o'clock in the morning, went, jingle your bells. And I thought he was just being disgusting, but it's because my jumper actually has bells on it but i still Aww. did
2: not and that man became the prime minister of the uk
0: boris johnson no <laughs> <not>. <laughs> don't be silly boris johnson
2: would never catch the tube that's for poor people <laughs> mm-hmm. true, true. well i think we should probably wrap up now what a wonderful run through of die hard and love actually <laughs> and of course many other things so let's go through quickly and we'll just recap what our facts were go for it jen
0: so rowan atkinson's puckish character in love actually links the film with die hard which apparently was somehow inspired by a midsummer night's dream
1: Tom. Um. Uh, Chris Willis wasn't originally going to be in Die Hard, but because the show he was in, Moonlighting, was paused for 11 weeks, he was able to moonlight in Die Hard from Moonlighting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, John McClane was almost played by old-day pensioner, Mr. Frank Sinatra.
3: And yippee ki comes from a 1930s song by none other than Bing Crosby.
2: All right, so on the count of three, everyone, vote for the person you think had the best Die Hard slash Love Actually fact on three, one, two, three, go!
3: So two for Sam. Two for
2: Sam. Two for Sam. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much. Merry Christmas, one and all. Thank you for watching and listening to our podcast. We love doing it. We love having you along for the ride. If you know any facts about Die Hard, any at all, even if we've said them, write them down in the comments. If you've made up some facts, write them down in the comments. Like this video, subscribe, tell your friends to listen. Have a very Merry Christmas. Make sure you put your presents and stuff under the tree tonight. Leave out carrots for the reindeer. Don't forget the reindeer. And we will be back next week for a wonderful wrap up of a year. What Happy year? 21. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Hey. Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas.
2: What The